Hello again. Welcome to the Monroe Community Players Podcast featuring the Green Room Groupies. I'm your de facto host, David War. And looking around the green room, I see today... Brian Burchett-Ross. And who's this? DeVoe Riggs. And DeVoe <gasps> is new with us. Uh, we thought we, it was about time that we, we got a couple new voices here. Um, Bob Yeoman and Ron Roberts are away on assignment for this episode, but they will be back. Do not worry, listener. They are okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but the rest of us introduced ourselves in the first episode. So, DeVoe, let's talk a little bit about you and your history. Um, you've been around players for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, you refreshed my memory, and we think your first show was actually Joseph the Amazing Te- yes, Technology. Yes, yep, that was my first show with players and my first show ever. Yeah. So I think I was eight or nine years old in the children's ensemble. In the, in the ensemble there. Mm-hmm. And I believe you and I first met, or we may have met earlier, um, but we certainly first worked together worked in high together. school musical. Yeah. Um, you played Sharpay, mm-hmm. and I One was of my the assistant director. Best and favorite theater experience. And you killed it. I, ever. I, I really loved you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and that's, you know, we, we talk sometimes about shows that are underrated. Mm. The TV show I was too old for. And it was like, I watched this, like, oh my God, how are we going to do this? Then they came out with the Broadway play. Mm hmm. And we were going to do it, so I saw it up in Detroit. I remember that. It was the first tour, and it's like, I watched it, and I said, this could be pretty good. Um, you know, so, you know, I just, it's one of those things where it's like translating it from the original form into something new really helped. Yeah. Uh, a couple of the new shows, or new mm-hmm. songs really helped it as well. Yeah, push the plot along. Yeah. Just a blast. But it, it's a fun show. Mm-hmm. And, and frankly, what we did um, at that time is we sold light-up pom-poms. Oh, um, and the audience bought them, and then we made it part. I, I may have stolen this idea from Oregon Community Theater, or some other group. Um, I, I saw it somewhere. I don't think I saw it at, at the state. You know, the Fisher. I think it, it was a, another local group. So, Oregon, if it was you, thank you. If it was someone else, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but we had these pom poms that lit up, yep. and then when it came to the big number at the end, the big finale, and everyone's got their pom poms on stage, we turned out the lights, and all the kids are are joining in with their lit pom-poms and the whole auditorium is just filled with this light from these pom-poms. Oh, that'd be it awesome. It was really and cool. It really that sounds was, like it'd be it really yeah. was Marketing for High School Musical was like 10 out of 10. And what was cool about that was there was so many kids in the audience that really thought that we were like Sharpay and Ryan and Troy and yes. Gabriella and we would stay wow. like an hour plus after each show to sign autographs, take pictures. Even like once the show was done, like I remember running into kids like at the fair and them recognizing because a group of us went together. Yeah, it was like that little, I don't know, Disney magic moment that we all got to experience for the first time. Which had similar moments later at the players with uh, Mary Poppins um, and certainly Beauty and the Beast Mm -hmm. where we sold light up roses and they didn't go over as well. Pom-poms. Pom-poms that's, dance. That's where they're at. <laughs> that's where they go. But, but Bo, you yeah. own your own studio. I do, yes. I own Spotlight Studio. Here um, in Monroe, Michigan. Here in Monroe. We opened in 2016, and we just celebrated our five-year anniversary. And this weekend, we produced our 40th production, which Amazing. is awesome. Very exciting. Congratulations. So you, Thank you. You do about a show a month on average. Typic- pre-COVID, yep. I think. Typically, yeah. COVID definitely put a wrench in our schedule, yeah. but about a show a month. And we do a really good job of... Um, overlapping rehearsals. So if we're producing a kids show in the afternoon when rehearsals would be, we're rehearsing like a teen and adult show in the evenings or vice versa. Um, so about about a show a month and we're pushing ahead to try and get that schedule back um, now that live theater is is back. Yeah, well, and, and, player, and our theater group's doing the same thing. Yeah. 
try yeah. to do that show a month. Mm-hmm. Um, though you tend to, and and I'm going to give a caveat here or caveat. I never know how to say, how to say that. Caveat. Caveat. Here we go. <laughs> um, your shows tend to be, I would say, more lighthearted in general, mm-hmm. very positive in nature. But you did spring awakening. Yeah, we've done def- like hard hitting. I would say um, Heather's like sounds fun, but the the subject in Heather's is really heavy dark. hitting. Chicago, our first show, Psycho, Psycho Beach Party, had a um, what looked like fun on the outside, but had a really hard hitting um, finale and uh, issues talked about. So I would say what I tend to like is. Um, high energy, high dance, and fun. That's what I like. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when we have in guest directors and Nathan Kubik, who is my creative partner, um, he has a wide variety of um, production interests that um, he likes. We try and pull in some different different style, different topics. But yeah, Spring Awakening was probably the heaviest um, thing that we've tackled. Well, and, and mm-hmm. you actually got broadcast rights for that. Yes, yes. yes. So they, they taped that. Oh, wow. Um, so they did it as a movie style, uh, oh, filmed okay. around... Monroe. Yes. So um, it was really, really it was, cool. It's and a whole different for that production, we actually, yeah, we actually got um, a grant through um, MCOP, a business grant. Uh-huh. Um, we explained to them, you know, what Spotlight typically does and how that had affected our finances during COVID. Um, and they provided us with a grant that paid for the production rights, a costume budget, um, all of the camera and sound equipment um, that we needed. And funds for advertising so that was a huge that really is what um saved us and that was a huge um, awesome opportunity thank you mcop yep and and so just to clarify for those because we do talk about the art and the business of theater Mm -hmm. um brian and i are mostly with the community theaters Mm -hmm. uh, which are set you know we have boards we have uh all volunteer bases devos more uh, studio oriented so Mm -hmm. similar to think of a, a dance studio Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, instead of teaching kids to dance, which she does, <laughs> <laughs> um, they also do the productions and the plays. Yeah. Um, so, so she's a business and a successful businesswoman here in town, um, as well as an artist with the theater group. Thank you. Yeah, that's, I think, kind of what, I don't know, distinguish us. We're all doing this, the same thing, but um, the studios ran more like a business. It's my full-time job. Yep. Um, and ad- in addition to um, the musicals and plays and performances, I teach private lessons. Nathan teaches private lessons. We have a ballroom dance instructor, a fitness instructor, a piano and voice instructor. Um, we do pageant coaching, birthday parties, events, classes, camps, workshops. Um, and I'm also partnered. Um, I choreograph for the Monroe High School choirs, the Monroe Middle School choirs. Um, I teach some guest lessons at Jefferson High School. Um, I've produced five shows through MCES. I do their Christmas show and their talent show every year. Mm-hmm. And then right before COVID, Nathan and I had just made a partnership with um, the uh, Dundee High School. We were set to um, produce Frozen Junior for them. They haven't had a musical in, I forget how long, but it was like 10 plus years. So we were partnering with the studio. Um, and they were providing full budget, paying Nathan and I both to come and produce the show. So we're fingers crossed. Maybe not this year, but next year we'll oh, be able to bring back I that hope partnership. It comes, I hope yeah. it happens yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. Just doing, yeah. obviously, a very busy woman. And just so you know, she has not even seen her 30th birthday. <laughs> no. Um, some of us in this room may be twice as old as her or more. Um, but, not but, all of us. So, so that's a lot of energy and a lot of success yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think in Monroe, it's, uh, to brag a little about the hometown, I guess, to a degree, Monroe, Michigan, it, it's nice. We've actually got, you know, several different creative outlets uh, for mm-hmm. theater it's here. It's wonderful um, that you have options. If one show doesn't work with your schedule, that there's at least two other ones going mm-hmm. on at the same time. So yeah, we're but, really lucky. And I think we all work 
pretty I mean, pretty I well think together. So. We, yeah. yeah, we know oh, yeah. we have the River Raisin Center for the Arts and their um, Monroe High School for the Performing Arts now, I think, is, or they're just called Monroe School for the Performing yeah. Arts. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're so started they, they, They've really program. gotten into that whole educational uh, mm-hmm. portion of it. We have Spotlight Studio and, then, of course, the Monroe Community Players, which is mm-hmm. the, um, the, the OG. Venerable, yeah, the OG. <laughs> the OG. The OG. I, was, I was looking for saying, I want to say, like the Great Lady, like the New York Times. The, yeah, the Grand Dame. The Grand Dame. Dom, um, right? Dom. Uh, Thank you. I need, for, a, I need a speech you know, coach. Well, gosh, <sighs> over seventy years. Over seventy years. Five now. Yeah. Um, and still hanging there in for, there. Still. And, and I've you've been, been there, there for, for most of them. For seventy-one. <laughs> oh my God. No, no. I just realized how many years I've been there for. Yeah. Now, um, <laughs> spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly, mostly uh, musicals. Do you do? Do you do straight shows as yeah, well? Yeah, we do straight yeah. shows. I would say we do about one to sh- one to two straight shows a year, okay. um, and then musicals, junior shows, review shows. Um, oh, okay. We've we've really tried to dip our toes into a little bit of little everything. Bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's the opposite of us. We'll do maybe one or two musicals a year, but everything else is a straight show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, like just for us, I think that's what we're the best at. That's what we're oh, good yeah. at. And yeah. from a business standpoint. Musicals are what the brings money in brings the funds. The kids, yeah. Well, yeah. and 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 again, when we talk about filling these different artistic niches, um, players, I think one of our strengths, frankly, are the the heavier dramas, mm-hmm. um, which is something that and your group tends to skew a little younger. Yeah, I'll yeah. I, would, I mean, I'm not say, all ages are welcome. Yeah, I'd say we have a uh, wide variety, but like our core, if you're thinking about our like core adult performers, they're all in the like 20 to 40, or most are in the 20 to 40 year old sure. um, yeah. range. Um, and, and so that's interesting. So, but mm-hmm. it's, it's like I say, so we, I think we each have a little slight different niche mm-hmm. or, and again, um, and I've talked to, we, we've actually talked to our groups need to probably collaborate a little more, mm-hmm. um, especially on schedules just to make sure we're not doing too much overlapping. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but it's still that, <laughs> that, tr- that, that's something that every theater group in every community needs to work out with their other theater groups. Yeah. You know, don't be afraid to collaborate. Don't be afraid to talk. Um, been said and, and, and it'll be said said again i'm sure is that you know we're all on the same team exactly uh, we may we may be playing different areas right now but we're all in this together definitely definitely to go back to high school <laughs> <laughs> but but um and um, since I, I love the fact that you got a lot of those 20 to 40s and i just want to say after um this podcast i'm going to um probably ask you the second time because i'm about to do it the first time um that uh please let some of your um actors know i'm i'm uh Monroe players is um putting on a show that i'm directing in january called twilight of the golds and i need yes i need um good solid actor there's a very heavy drama yeah. it's the first i want to say it's the first lgbtq uh play real serious play that Monroe players has put on um, but I definitely need a uh, at least two guys and one woman that range anywhere from that twenty to thirty-five, maybe forty group. Yeah. So I'll um, say I hope I'm. I don't know if I'm overstepping. I hope I'm allowed to say this, but my it, my creative partner, best friend Nathan, he just ordered the script so he can give it a give it a read. So oh. I'm, I'm sure Goody. that um, auditions will probably be over by the time this podcast comes out. Yeah, it will be. Okay, exactly. well, yeah, he's already read be. the script. I don't know if he's auditioning, but I'm sure that we have some interested. Oh, um, good, good, because um, we're excited about it. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a great show. And, it and, seems and I'm like done, I... but I've heard about doubt for the first five <laughs> episodes of this podcast. Yeah, and now that Ron's not here, <laughs> yeah, now that Ron's not here, we can talk about something else. Yeah, we haven't even <laughs> talked about things that go bump in the night. No, or my upcoming Christmas Carol readers theater version so uh gosh 
And and we are doing a show together without doing it together. Yeah, oh, yes. all yes. together all, now. All together now, which is something that um, for those that don't know, it's MTI Musicals, um, MTI International. I can't remember. It used to be Musical Theater International, but um, it's a show that they are offering free to community theaters and theater groups throughout the world. Um, highlights of several different shows. And it's kind of really a neat thing because on this weekend in November 12th, 13th, 14th, I think it even goes into oh, yep, 15th. Into Monday. Into Monday, theater groups from all over the world will be doing the same show. I mean, everywhere. It's and it's so a celebration cool. of live theater. Yeah. It's just a wonderful thing. And it's intended to be live theater. Mm-hmm. So this isn't streaming. This isn't anything like this. But it's to get you back into, into you. It's so cool. Uh, and the, uh, MTI giving something for free is like <laughs> never going to happen again. So very exciting. We keep joking. I don't know if you guys have seen, but the rights for our productions from MTI have almost doubled um, cost wise. So we keep joking that this is a little bone that they threw us to apologize well, for <laughs> the future rights we're about to have to purchase. I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a very good decision by them because what they're looking at is their bread and butter. You know, they aren't making their money necessarily on the big Broadway shows. They're making it on all of us out here throughout the world. Definitely. Doing our own thing. Well, and it's a great yeah. taste of the hand-selected songs from all the different musicals. Mm-hmm. Um, some of, like, Less the songs I wasn't familiar with, and they've been a blast. So it kind of puts a little bug in your ear, like, oh, maybe this would be a great option for us. So I think on, on their part, it's also advertising oh, absolutely. for the shows that they have available. But, but they have a vested interest in making sure that all the theaters survive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because they they want to That's, be, they want they to be employed them. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Very exciting. Capitalist we're, society. We all need money. Our production <laughs> is three. We're doing three evening productions. So we're hoping that our cast um, is going to be able to go see um, other productions, and then other casts are able to come join our production. That's um, our yeah. goal with that. Yeah, of course, most of the community players are doing two evenings and two matinees. Yes. Yep. I think we're going to try and come in as a group. That's our goal. Um, to the Saturday afternoon. Wonderful. I would love to go and see your. I look well and, and players. Oh, but yeah, that's that week. You and I will be. You and I, I will be off continent. Off continent. We'll, we'll oh. talk more about uh, your your adventures off continent in the next episode. Yeah, let's do that in the next episode. But, but, uh, but yes, uh, and so when you talk, when we're talking about you know people being on assignment and such, the original intent of this pod, podcast for people that don't know was to always have kind of a revolving door because in a real green room people are coming and going all the time as their parts are are, are coming up on stage or not mm-hmm. um, so so that's we're trying to get that feel there um, though I, I feel some personal ownership on this even though i don't own anything about it <laughs> <laughs> that will be edited out <laughs> that will be edited out okay we'll see if it is <laughs> Um, we're, 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 the joke is um, when Ron had to leave, he said, I don't want to be Pe- uh, Pete Best. <laughs> yeah. I want to be, be remembered as one of the originals. <laughs> um, so, I want to be Ringo. I want to be Ringo. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so, so a lot of good things happening, um, and especially as we're getting back. I mean, COVID restrictions are still obviously in place. That has been a big discussion point elsewhere when we're talking about that. You know, um, for example, our last production that Brian's tired of hearing about. <laughs> No, you know, it was a great production. The audience so was I'm great. Not. They wore masks regardless yeah. of vaccination status. Um, do you have the same kind of uh, yep. protocols we're, in place? We're doing masks are strongly encouraged. Um, so we don't have to ask people's like medical history and that kind of stuff. And everyone was super responsible. Um, our descendants this last weekend was, well, I guess not now with the podcast, but today, descendants, <laughs> our last um, production um, was 
teens and youth. So not everyone was able to be vaccinated in the cast. So we did all of tech week with masks. And then we set up a system where if you were backstage, your mask was on. The moment that you were about to step on stage, mask went off, went in a designated spot that had their name on it. And then as soon as they stepped off the stage, they put their mask on and they were super responsible about it. And I think that's how um, we were able to make sure a couple weeks ago, I was at a community theater association of Michigan, who we plug regularly on the show, um, at their uh, fall conference, and obviously, topic number one was COVID, and uh, one of the things that they're doing. Is, so, theaters in Grand Rapids, for example, there's like eight different theaters in Grand Rapids, um, and Detroit is talking the same thing. Is they're talking with each other, to make sure they're doing all the same restrictions. Okay. So that way. When someone walks in your they door, they don't say, "Well, I didn't have to." Well, do I didn't this. have to do this over okay. a spotlight. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, okay. Yes, you did. Yeah. Um, and, and I like that. Following those, basically following the same guidelines that Broadway is following. That makes sense. Um, but but you know the reality is we're not out of this yet. Mm-mm. Definitely. Um, yeah. And and so but I think we all just have to be as a community of theaters is understand what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Although I did hear on I, I can't remember if it was Colbert or. It was either Colbert or it was uh, Seth Meyer, one of them, that um, they are saying now that they are seeing a large decrease in numbers again. So there are those um, those out there, the 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 ones who are, you know, the doctors and all that, that are saying this very well could be the beginning of the end. So that's hope. That there's there's hope. Wonderful there. news. Yeah. If that's true, that's great news. Mm-hmm. It would be great. Um, as much I've got my little stitch mask with me today. I noticed. I noticed that mask. Yes, yeah. um, <laughs> partly because in honor of Devoe, because she she, uh, if you follow Devoe on social media, you'll find out quickly that she loves Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, all things Disney. She's. At, I I don't know how many times you've been to Disney. Although you finally went to Universal. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love now Universal. I, I loved it as much I, as Disney. I cheated on Disney. Yeah, cheated. <laughs> don't, don't feel that way. I, we've all we've all been there. They'll get over it. <laughs> they'll, they'll they'll go on somehow um but 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 so and speaking of social media then mm-hmm. <laughs> well that was smooth that was good <laughs> good, good segue dude. um devoe you you are well versed in social media mm-hmm. including things like tiktok which we have yeah there's just TikTok. talked about before yeah neither brian or i really understand tiktok i don't get tiktok <laughs> get off my lawn yeah <laughs> And that's about it. But but it, but it is oddly mesmerizing to watch all these people climb milk crates. And uh, I have not tried it myself yet. That, that was probably yesterday's news. Um, but I don't know what the fad is today. Uh, but social media, and we we touched upon this in an earlier episode as well, and using that to promote theater today. Mm-hmm. Um, Huge. Mm-hmm. What what are your thoughts on that? Yes, yeah, social media is huge. So a little, I'm a, I don't think Brian knows this, so I can explain this. Maybe you don't either, Dave. But um, so I have a large following on TikTok. I have sixty two thousand followers. Holy! Um, and my TikToks are monetized, so I get a check every month from TikTok. And I also work Let's with start TikTok. <laughs> yes. I also work with brands. Like they'll send me their product, and if I like it, I'll make a certain amount of videos for them, and like, then they send me a paycheck. Um, I've done probably 12, 13 brands that way. And I'm an ambassador for a store in Toledo called Plato's Closet. Mm-hmm. Um, and they provide me with a gift card to go shopping each month and a payment to make videos for them, see, which is really exciting. And so, I always wonder, it's like, man, she likes this store. Yeah, <laughs> well, see that, I guess my content worked, but so I'm a huge fan of TikTok and I got into TikTok because all of my like, um, probably like 
10 to 16 year old students mm-hmm. obsessed with TikTok. They would always sure. be filming TikToks at the studio. And when COVID came and all of a sudden I had nothing to do, I was like, mm, I'm going to download this TikTok thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and got sucked into it really quickly. But I learned for student-wise, the studio TikTok, if I make like a post, you know, oh, we have auditions coming up, they see that quicker than their parents will see a Facebook post or an email or something like that. So studio-wise, I use TikTok to to talk to Hmm. the younger kids, my teenagers. We may write this down. down. (laughs) Well, you know, Brian, I'm something of an expert on social media myself. I have 592 followers on Instagram. Oh, look at that. I think that's more than me. So look at that. But apparently Instagram's not the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never know what is cool As or what's not. I just know what's worked. For our sure. main studio stuff, yeah. Facebook is where it's at. And you have the option to pay for more people to see it. That has always worked out in our favor. Mm-hmm. People more my age are more Instagram people. Younger kids, more TikTok. And if you just cover all of the bases, just, you'll reach but, the most people. <laughs> but as you know, until you get tens of thousands, you're not really monetizing anything. But right. in terms right. of reaching out to our community. Right. Um, but still, yeah. you know. TikTok maybe something we have to and it's just up. I mean yeah, it's fun so so if you don't hear this podcast anymore after this check out TikTok, <laughs> check out TikTok. <laughs> um, and then I guess we'll have to learn how to climb milk crates <laughs> I don't know there, there goes my back well there's only so many cute dogs and cats you can watch yes um, but yeah I mean there, there's just different things and it to me it's like it's so quick yeah i've learned so many things i like to watch that i had no idea like yeah. people decorate cookies or show me what they bought in their grocery trip no who no. knows well but maybe they have the same kind of deal yeah be saying, you know they're out there promoting my or yeah or maybe is but isn't tiktok they're all like 20 seconds or 30 seconds so it originally was only 15 seconds then they brought the minute feature and now if depending on how many followers you have, there's also a three minute feature. So you can film, if you, I think it's like if you have 10,000 followers or up, you can film a three minute long video. So it's slowly becoming more of a, I guess like a YouTube sharing okay. place because the videos get longer. Nice. Say how long, yeah, because YouTube, of course you can go. Yeah, you can do hours way now. Way too long. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically a couple of people that, yeah. You know, I'll go to it, look for things on, you know, how to do podcast or whatever. But right. I'll tell you, my attention span has dropped so dramatically. It's like when I see a, something on YouTube for an hour, nope. <laughs> <laughs> you need to teach me in 15 minutes or I'm moving on. Super helpful. And I've never gone through and just typed in community theater on, on Oh, uh, that's one of my favorite YouTube. things. There's some groups put their auditions. Um, they stream their auditions or will do really? little cuts and they'll show. Um, there's one, it's called, oh goodness, it's. Christian CYT Christian Youth Theater and they it's a huge a huge program I think in Pennsylvania and they will show like a little snippet of each kid auditioning and put what role they were cast as like in the video which is kind of fun to sure. see you know what they sang and what they ended up getting I love to watch that kind of stuff wow. it's like that thrill of auditions but I oh, yeah. d- none of the stress <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> and I'm, I'm wondering if they you know I'm, what? they have to have crazy permission I like was gonna say the right consent because, forms yeah because that, that's something i think i could caution everybody well i think they're not so they're not singing songs from the show i think okay. they're, they well, show like a 10 you, second clip of okay. so, and it's piano so probably a fair use or something yeah because i say they're not matter where yeah the song yeah is from. they're not showing like full usually the limit is like after 30 seconds i think you have mm-hmm. to start purchasing so they're just showing but still like snippet. you say you got to get the permissions from the parents and everything yeah too, oh yeah to have them on oh film absolutely like that. Mm-hmm. and there's yeah. a ton of them like i said that the program is huge yeah because we were talking just uh what's it two episodes ago about child safety child safety 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was like, okay, we're going to put your kid out there and thousands of people are going to look at him. So <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. And the library does that even with our videos that, um, that I do, you know, we have to make sure the parents have, we get permission from the parents and all that. When we had the booth, uh, the library booth, um, we filmed them guessing their, they had a guessing game, basically the booth and I filmed it for the show, but I made sure every parent said, yes, I got it. Not only did I have it written down, I put it on video as well right. so that we were documented as, you Crossing know, the, your- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I'm thinking that, uh, theater and YouTube, that's, that's probably a whole podcast yeah. in itself. I'm that's always really curious. Podcast. I mean, there's full people's full productions are on YouTube. And See, I know I've, that that's, I, from, I don't know if they have different light rights, but I know from our rights that I don't think that is allowed, but there's doubt. I mean, thousands of full yeah. product. I mean, any show you type in, yeah, they'll all come up. So I don't know how that works. And I don't know how they're not paranoid yeah, that they're going to get in trouble. Cause for my, my one YouTube video was six followers so far. <laughs> Good for you. It was a hike. I mean, that's what, literally I, I took pictures of me walking through the woods, but the, it was like the warnings that YouTube gives you. If we find out you're yeah, off YouTube you're done. forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can't believe you're going to put a whole show up there. Yeah. I mean, gee, you think the companies look and go, well, let's see what, how much, how much did they make before we decide whether we're going after them or not? I don't how much, know. you know, well, oh, look at that poor little people in Monroe. Let's just leave them alone. <laughs> and well, and is that something is the production houses, are they saying, you know, we leave this up here and we don't call them out on this. Maybe other people will be willing to buy this show. There's um, because, that too. But because the rights and rights of the creators <laughs> and the rights of the people trying to push the product. Not always the they, same. Or I shouldn't say the rights, but the, the, the goals may not be the same. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, me as a, playwright might be saying no i don't want that shown unless i'm getting my money for it right but i can see them saying we're going to make more money if we get this out there right let it let us slide for a while and let us and we can build up a little bit more yeah, yeah but and possible. Then, then someday they may come and crack down on you, so yeah. you know. right yeah. i don't want to be that person no <laughs> that gets well, cracked down and, on. And i always i've always say i think in, in our group and i'm sure you too we we always err on the side of caution exactly it's yeah. like yeah 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 um because we want to keep doing what we're doing, and if, if no one will let you rent you the rights to, to do a well, show, once, yeah, you're done. I want to get those like red flags or anything, right? I'm always, and I've heard horror stories, so don't want to be a, one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to get that letter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Email now. So okay, so we got to go on TikTok. All right. Um, so that'll be kind of interesting. I'm I'm ready to talk my tick. Yeah. <laughs> We may, we may need you means. to show us how to devote. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I, I think you just take your camera and do something with Can, it. I don't have know. you taught senior citizens before? <laughs> <laughs> well, not senior citizens, but I have given many instructions to my mom on TikTok, and I think she's finally got the hang of it. My actual number one video um, with 4.2 million views oh is of my mother. So I'm really? not even the star really? of my own. Well, I must have seen it. Yeah, it was, it was one of my original videos. There was a trend. I don't know why it doesn't make any sense, but people were, were finding little like Peppa Pig, little figurines in random things. And we saw that that was popular. So we got a blue moon ice cream from a and my mom like licked it. And then she said, Peppa, what are you doing in my ice cream? And like within hours, it would be like, Oh, well, this has a thousand views. And then I'd refresh it. Mom, this has 5,000 views. And it was like overnight we had 2 million views Really? and nuts. Like it was 
it was going nuts. And my mom actually got recognized a couple times in Monroe. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. TikTok. That's that's where we need to be. That's where we need to be. <laughs> yeah. But you said Facebook is working best for you. Yeah, that's we, and, and that's where we get most of our hits. By the way, um, yeah, I happen. Yeah, to I like that you can like see everything too. Yeah. You know, see all your analytics and yeah, oh, yeah. Facebook for sure. Um, but but I say because I do the players' website now too, and uh, I just saw Bob's worked on that. The website looks so nice. Yeah. I just saw the updated website. Yeah, and it's not where it needs to be, but uh, you know, we it have, looks have really so nice. Much time. The update looks. Because there's, there's, there's a lot more I want to do that front page, but don't without describing things. But I know that the website gets maybe ninety some hits a week according mm-hmm. to Google Analytics. Yeah. Facebook page, we get that in one post. Yeah. In fact, we'll get if we don't get two, three hundred po- hits on a post, you know, it's disappointing. Wow, I didn't know that either. Yeah, Facebook's where most of our following comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook is Instagram something that ain't going away anytime yeah. soon. That's for sure. Despite all the controversies, yeah, um, and Instagram for whatever reason, even though Instagram and Facebook are connected now, um, and Instagram used to be real popular, but people don't seem to want to pick that up so much. I think TikTok has taken a lot of that mm-hmm. that directly yeah. from them, probably because of the video. It's a little more active, yeah, um, which is why Facebook then created Reels, which is you know now. But Facebook has the same thing. Instagram has it. You know, they all have their version of the same thing. They just call it something different. Right. You know that Facebook has got to be huge because when when it went out, and if you're listening to this in the far future, there was a day, there was an afternoon where Facebook ceased to exist, <laughs> and there was there was a guy at Meyer walking around yelling, "I have no Facebook." Now they threw me out eventually, but, <laughs> but no, there were people that were really just, it was like, that's there. And I'm pretty, I'm on Facebook quite a bit. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit it. I, I'll admit, I didn't know it was out until somebody told me it was out. Yeah. And I think I'm, well, on, you have a life. I think I'm on all the time, but you know, apparently during working hours, I, I cut that out. Oh, I'm not on during working hours. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But no, so so future maybe TikTok, for, TikTok, uh, for yeah, us. That, maybe that can but, be our Facebook. our spotlight community players crossover. Oh, <laughs> we a could TikTok, do a little challenge, some or sort something. of TikTok challenge. Yes, <laughs> we'll lose though. Please don't, please don't make it music. Um, oh. <laughs> we'll hide, we'll hide Peppa Pigs in the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you doing on my stage? <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, I like that. Uh, I have a question for you now. You do a lot of musicals and all that. Uh-huh. Do you feel that, because I am not a musical uh, person, I don't consider myself a singer, uh-huh. so musicals make me... I would agree with that. <laughs> I've heard you sing too, <laughs> We have stood on that stage and sang together. Um, and, and that was a good show. That was a very good show. Okay. <laughs> that was an amazing show. But anyway, um, you don't have to be a singer in some shows to... to, to be able to perform in oh, the show. I would totally. Would you, would I you would agree? totally agree. It was so hard at that it show. Is a, it was a blast. It was a great yeah. show. And that's why. And that's I think probably why it's the only musical that I in, uh, really enjoyed being in because I played Hysterium uh, when to his pseudolus in the players. Yep. And it's the only musical I was in that I was never nervous because I never felt like I had to be a singer. Hysterium didn't have to. Be, Hero had to be a singer. Um, whatever her name, uh, the female hero in that uh you know philia philia 
I'm pretty sure it's Philly Elvis. Um, yeah, they. I mean, they have to be singing. But the, but there are shows out there that people that with with good roles that yeah. you don't have to be a real singer. Definitely, and I mean, character voice is a huge thing too. You know, comedic characters can do that like sing talk thing and be just as enjoyable with certain with certain songs. Yeah, but that, that is such a fun show. I would do it again in heartbeat. Though I, though, though I will say. You know, I'd be happy to watch Bob in it because I have done the part three times, even more than I have done Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> and didn't have to and shave your head. Didn't have to shave my head. <laughs> um, but, you know, every every role just is so funny. It is. I, yeah, I was a protean once at the Croswell, in fact. I, that's that's the one show that I will do again and again and again. Funny thing? Yeah. 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 Even, even and I don't care what part, I will do that that's show. That's awesome. Have you guys talked about it? In a while, is, is it we brought up about it. on your it's list? Been a while. Um, I think we'll we'll have to get it on the list. Yeah. yeah. Um, part of it, though, is as you know, musicals are expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, coming out of this pandemic, we are not where we need to be yet. We're not we need to be. Oh, okay. Um, and Got it. we are um, not to bore people with the, our local theater troubles, um, but we are actually going to be moving us into a new space. Yeah, I heard that. A That's new awesome. stage through a partnership with the Mall of Monroe. Um, thank you very much, Mala Monroe. When and, will that uh, move? By January. Happen? Okay. By the time Twilight of the Golds. There comes. you go. <laughs> should be the first show on. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, which, which will give us a lot more range and, and things that we can do. And we'll be able to properly seat more people as well. Fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. So if we can get past the social distancing, you know, we can go from a house of 30 to a house of 100. Nice. Um, and that would be nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Absolutely. But yeah, but you can attest it's just a funny, funny show. Yeah, yeah, super funny. Have you thought about doing it? It hasn't been on my list. Mm-mm. I feel like we have, I don't know, different oh, we, definitely. In- interests for sure. Definitely, but because you're It's, you're hol- much it's hilarious. Younger, so I think if someone ever came to us and presented the idea that they wanted to direct it at the studio, I would. it would definitely be a yes. Mm-hmm. Super fun. Features mm-hmm. a lot of people. Fun dancing. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. fun dancing. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun dancing. That maiden number almost killed me. <laughs> Yeah. Everybody wants. Everybody ought to have a maid. A little bit of sexism in the show, just just so you know. <laughs> it was written in the sixties. Yeah, and it's yeah, based on it an ancient period in Rome. Uh, but though somehow I imagine the real Romans spent a lot less time. Their slaves probably spent a lot less time singing and dancing. <laughs> what since we're on musicals, we're on, on community theater and musicals, and you are uh, again uh, slightly younger than um, Dave. Brian. Than Dave. Um, <laughs> Uh, both of us um what are some musicals that i mean because when we talk musicals we do tend to talk about the old ones the old ones Mm -hmm. um and before we went on uh you did mention you found it amusing that we talk about which to me isn't doesn't feel like an old one i was going to say but but that was a bigger shock to me is what she calls an old musical an old musical phantom of the opera yeah And, and so i so what what are um what are I guess what are some of the musicals that that you consider not now? Do you consider Rent an old musical? I would say that would be on the cusp. Okay. Because I love Rent, one of my faves. I got oh. to be in Rent. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I played Joanne. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. I, I was. That's interesting too. Yes. Actually, mm-hmm. that's yep. interesting because of something else we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> Just the, you should see the starstruck look. I was because Rent is my <gasps> my all time favorite musical. <laughs> Um, followed by Camelot, which I guess shows you this yin and yang thing here. But, um, but Joanne, that's interesting too mm-hmm. because we discussed in a previous podcast: can roles be reversed because of um, 
uh, skin color. Yeah, definitely. And that was some, so I guess I can be pretty open about that. Sure. Um, so rent was in 2016, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was before I had the studio, before I was mm, on the production side more heavily than um, I am now, which is most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- I think um, what I was mostly thinking was Joanne's skin color um, wasn't a plot point. It, she she was African-American in the stage production, the original production in the movie, mm-hmm. um, but there wasn't any lines or dialogue or requirements that exactly. um, would require her to be. Yeah. yeah. But, and, and that's, I think, what we've discussed earlier yeah. is that if it's not part if of it's the not, yeah. yeah. And I don't, plot. and now I know a lot more things have been brought to my attention, even. So I think that um, if the studio ever does produce rent, we will try our hardest to have a really super diverse okay. um, cast and reach out to lots of different people. But I don't know, and people, viewers and things can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know um, if Joanne is a role that only um, certain people. Can play. Yeah, I, but you I, got I, to sing I, that amazing yeah, duet. Oh, I, I love that song. But but that's an interesting segue because Hamilton, of course, springs to mind. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. You know, to me, when Broadway said, "Oh, it's, it's, it's a diverse cast, it's all this," I said, "Well, that's nice." We've been doing that in community theater for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to call it colorblind casting. I think the term now is non-traditional casting. But if again, if the race is not part of the, the plot. Who cares what color the, the actor is? Exactly. Um, you know, it, it just really makes sense. You put the best singer, dancer, whatever you need in that role, mm-hmm. go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Yeah. And it's something that, I mean, we all have, It's we have to think about it really, yeah. really hard. I think part of the Hamilton um, thing is that, like, the majority of the production team, like writers, um, lyricists, backstage, everything, were people of color mm-hmm. and women and and that was and it was like deal. made for i mean people of color to be yeah. featured it was huge sure. for yeah. that many people well, of all different ethnicities on stage to be featured in Absolutely. large roles yeah. um so i think hamilton is like it kind of crosses that line a little bit i don't know mm. um i'm not the biggest fan of the show in the first place so i don't think i'll ever have to <laughs> i don't think i'll ever have to make that decision well and let's let's uh, i have to say something our listener had pointed out to me <laughs> that I was probably a bit hard on Hamilton. <laughs> you guys really made me laugh, though. <laughs> well, and, and let me tell you, I, I paid the big bucks to see Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I saw it in Detroit. It was an excellent production. Mm-hmm. I have nothing but praise for what they did. It did go on 20 minutes too long, though, I will, will say. Um, there was an issue with the house that had nothing to do with the actors. Um, but, but Hamilton is a great show. And I think, but, but as I just said, you know, I think it's more important that what happened backstage and who was hired backstage and who was involved in the production of it was more so than the actors. But I'll tell you, the production I saw, I don't, I should have pulled out my old program. The man who was playing George Washington, mm-hmm. my gosh, how good was he? Yeah. Um, as awesome. soon as he stepped onto stage, it was like, that's George Washington. Yeah. And, you know, he was obviously a man of color. But when he stepped on stage, you knew exactly was, who he was. Didn't have to look at a program. Didn't have to do anything. And I tell you, folks, that is taking the stage. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that is cool. When you can do that. But but yes. Yeah, so so I just wanted to make it clear because we've been getting an email. 
<laughs> We've been um, an email. Uh, but that, uh, um, you know, I was hard on Hamilton. So I'm not pulling back all the way. Yeah. Um, because it's not my type of show. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, but it, you know, it is a very good production. Yeah. And for the record, every, every one of the one of you that's out there, I love Hamilton. There's nothing. I, I was blown away by, I was just blown away because it was so different. Yeah. Everything about it was something I had never seen on this. Well, I don't want to say everything because the lighting is like Les Mis. You can hardly see what's going on. But, Thank you. But, and I will say that. I'll say that about Les Mis, which I'm sure you think is an old one too. Um, but <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm tired of every, all of these real edgy ones being in the dark so to speak because some of us old people still enjoy or middle age I, I know i'm calling myself old but i'm not because people live longer now so i'm just on the cusp still right mm. i love the that very... we got here from me just saying i was joanne and rent <laughs> i'm so oh, sorry no, no 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 that's fine now i'm gonna spend the rest of this podcast just staring at you thinking that's I, i'll joanne. have to show you the i'll have to show you the dvd because i mean dave knows i'm typically cast as like um i don't know blondes dumb blondes sassy blondes mm the sure. diva so sure. getting to play but that the joanne's um style of singing is more how oh. how i sing so getting to play a role that was a little different from what i oh. normally get to on stage yeah. um was awesome and i got raving reviews with mannerisms and everything saying that i didn't even seem like devo so well, I'll have to, what you want yeah, yeah i'll have to yeah. show you a little clip or something sometime so talking about diversity in the theater one thing that i uh, we had touched on before we had actually started uh, uh this episode was um, women in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that we had noticed that in our particular theater group, the Mineral Community Players, it seems historically, and maybe it's my imagination, uh, but we don't seem to have too much trouble attracting men. And then as I look at different theater boards and different organizations, it's like, gosh, there's a lot of old white guys in charge still. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I think sometimes maybe we need to look a little closer to home for the diversity. We're concerned about what's happening on stage, and it's like, what's happening backstage? You know, So you're a woman, mm-hmm. you're running your own studio, it's a primarily female-run organization. What do you think theater groups maybe aren't doing right to attract women into their volunteer base? Um, or is it just us? That's such a good question. Um, we've never really struggled um, finding men for our productions. The only thing that I can really think of is, I don't know, I don't, I'm not really familiar with the um, players, like, production selection process. Um, but I, the only thing I can think of is maybe if there were more women or a broader range of ages of women selecting productions, maybe that would draw in productions that women want to be on stage, want to be backstage, um, that kind of thing. Because I'm sure, like we've talked about, like your favorite shows typically usually have like a role that you see yourself mm-hmm. playing. I'd do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of vice versa, if there's, you know, those like knockout killer shows with strong leading women. Those are the roles that us as women want to play and want have looked up to for a long time and dreamt about. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe like show selection is a, is a huge yeah. deal. More Sherry Bowles, more, um, uh, I'm going way back again. You're, you're probably going Sherry Bowles. Who? Um, I was right with the name though, wasn't I? Are you, sure. Ca- are you doing cabaret? Sally, Sally, Bowles. Right. Sally Bowles. Sally Bowles. Yep. Sally Bowles. I am yep. so sorry. To I any Sherry Bowles out there, I, I meant I, I was like, I have no idea who Sherry is. Uh-huh. It's not one of my, my favorite shows either. It was so the I, sequel. I <laughs> <laughs> the sequel to Cabaret. Sister show. Sister. Yeah. 
And now I totally lost where I was going with that. So never mind. But yeah, fine. But yeah, maybe that's what we need. We need the yeah, we need more shows that have the the strong female. Yeah, and production production team too. I know I Sue and Val are in charge of all together now. So that's a a woman um woman woman run production. Well and interestingly enough, that's almost that's a it's an all almost all female cast. Oh wow. Now do you find and this this is I find this interesting. Do you do you think that women seem to be drawn more than men to the musicals and whereas male actors have more of a desire i mean i guess i guess maybe this is a stupid question to begin with because now as i'm saying it it sounds stupid to me but i just at least for where we stand with our group i do see the women tend to want the musicals more it's like what when can we do a musical what musical we've done two musical reviews in less than you know, six months, and it's been mostly the women that have been um, focused on those and putting those on, while the men are doing the dramas and the, the the readers' theater and that sort of thing. Is that something that you come across? Or? I don't think necessarily. I think um, probably like our statistics would be like two thirds women, one third men for most of our productions. That's all ages, the kids and the teens and everything too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I think for us, it doesn't matter if it's a musical or a straight show or a review or whatnot. It just depends on what the show is. And with you guys are going to find this out, I think, with doing so much, too. Your your base can't do all 12 shows or however many shows you're going to do. So it becomes more of like a, a pick and choose. And it for me, for us, I don't think it matters what type of show it is. It's just what the show itself is and what that individual actor is connected to. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, will, I will say, though... Um, and maybe some of my thinking about even just community players is a little outdated, but I just remember that when they said, you need a football team for Best Little Harvest in Texas, mm-hmm. good luck with that. I had a football team. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, you need all those guys in Little Abner, good luck with that. I didn't direct it, but we got all those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Camelot, there's a lot of knights. There's a lot of knights. <laughs> we got them all. Yeah. Um, so, so that's why I'm thinking that I think the men will show up, obviously. Um, but, but every now and then, it's like, gosh, I can't find a woman to play this part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as, as a director, that's what I seem to have run into more often. And now maybe it's maybe it's because the good scripts, you know, most playwrights today, um, for some reason, are still men. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's that's some sort of chauvinism that's going on in the the publishing world um, or producing world. Um, but but because of that. The shows themselves tend to be male-centric, and when you're looking at that, especially the straight shows, um, and by the term straight, by the way, we don't mean that they're not friendly to LGBTQ audiences. We mean it's a show that doesn't have singing and dancing in it as a rule. Uh, for those, for those, I just had may- to explain that to a couple yeah. of my teenage students yeah, for the, this week. <laughs> for, for those of you who, who may not be familiar with the term, um, but but we are. You know, and maybe that maybe that's just part of it is is who the material is aimed for, mm-hmm. for sure. yeah. as opposed to and maybe what we just need to do is look for more good plays by women. Beth Henley, uh, great uh, female playwright. Um, Wendy Wasterstein. I do not know her. Oh, I directed a show of hers called An American Daughter, which is a very powerful show about a woman who's um, running for a government position, and uh, she's a very strong, very powerful woman. And and her husband does you know the naughty with someone else, and of course it takes her career down. And it's kind of a comedy drama, but she's written many, many, many. She's written them about strong women in government, sisters, strong sisters, sister ties. Yeah, Wendy Wasserstein's a good one too. Okay, that might 
Yeah, maybe that's maybe that maybe that's our trick. Yeah. yeah. And, and so for anyone else who may be suffering from the same same issue, uh, there we go. But but the stereotype is certainly that it's all women, and it, which I think is a shame. I, I think you go to high schools. I know when I was in high school, at least it was like, oh, you're going to be in the play. You know, you should be off on the football team. You're obviously right less than a dude. <laughs> Another, um, be, but whereas was in. When you get out of high school, that all changes on the. Oh yeah, absolutely, changes. absolutely. Did you now with your own studio, uh, your own company, and that do? Did you have any issues being a young woman? Um, did you have any kind of those older men looking at you like, "What are you doing?" Type um, things without uh, without naming. Yeah, names. I won't name names. Uh, I mean, a thousand. <laughs> I mean, while the mic's on. A thousand percent. I mean, there's yeah. definitely people who've doubted, but there's an equal amount of women who have doubted or made some you know okay. snide comments or that type of deal i mean it's it's huge i was 24 when i got the keys to the studio 25 when we opened mm-hmm. that's young i'm yeah well aware of that um but i think you would just have to i don't know talk to me for 20 minutes and realize how passionate i am and i'm we're i'm good at what we do nathan and i work together as a team everyone who's involved at the studio understands that like we've we've kind of mastered the formula of you know, studio shows, what we're Excellent. doing. That's great. So I don't think even if people, when people have their doubts, I think that they're easily able to um, be proven wrong. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. That, oh, now we're, now Brian and I are starting to talk alike. That's, that's a little <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, that's, that's ex- excellent. We expect, expect great things in the future too. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm um, just looking at the, Clock on the wall. Oh, oh um, my gosh. And yep, it's it's been a pleasure. Ooh, this might be our longest podcast yet. Yes. Well, after you edit it down to the ten minutes or so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't say that. Um, you never know. But but no, thank you so much for being yes, with us. Yes, thank you. This is a blast. Anytime. I think I'm, would you like to join us for our next one, actually? I, I was think just Ro- about to say I that. Think Ro- oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I stepped on El De Facto's line. Yeah. I apologize. But yeah, Bob Bob will be gone next week too, so I hope you can join us for the next podcast. I would absolutely love it. Thank you. I think mm-hmm. Ron will be here. Ron will be here? Yeah, okay, I believe good. so. Good. Because yeah, we didn't even get to talk about any dancing today. So no, and I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> hope we can fit it in next time. And if not next time, we hope maybe we can get you <laughs> that back. That could be your tactic. You just yeah. never talk about my yeah. favorite thing, and then we got to right. keep coming back. We'll, yes. keep coming back. <laughs> but, but no, I think because we talk about the art and the business, and it's you know, you, know, you have made the art your business. And, uh, and beautifully. So wonderful to have you here for, and to talk a little more deeper about that and how you can be successful. Um, with theater today um, because a lot of people there's a lot of doom and gloom out there folks you may not have noticed yeah i mean it was theater dead what's going to happen uh, television or tiktok is killing theater <laughs> uh, not but not today <laughs> not, not today, today satan so, so thank you everybody uh, both of you for listening and we will be <laughs> we will be back next time with another podcast in the green room so i'm still trying to find a sign off here but I'm just going to sit and, and look at her and go, Joanne. So, Bob, Bob's not here. You don't have to save the center seat for me. I prefer the aisle. There you go. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>